and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we are back at it with the penultimate episode of Season 1 of Battlestar Galactica, The Reboot. Reboot? The Reimagining. Reimagining, because it's not quite the same. I don't think they were doing reboots in 2005. Mm. I could be wrong. In fact, Charlie's Angels probably proves me wrong. But... Anyways. How often can anyone say that they were proven wrong by Charlie's Angels? That gives you a point of distinction. Ooh, I'm special. You're special. So, how was your week? Um, it was a very long week and really entertaining. There was a lot of really good movies. How was yours? It was good. I've taken my medicine for seven days in a row. So That's really good. We're doing it. If how you don't the... know what that means, listen right. to last week's episode. How was the casino? Oh, I went to a casino. It was fine. I lost all my monies. Oh, that's a pity. But you didn't get to see sheep. I did see sheep on the drive. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Mommy sheeps and baby sheeps. They're called lambs. This is what I know. You're here to sort these things out for me. (laughs) That's right. It was a beautiful drive. I had a good time. I stayed an hour longer than I should have. And thus I came home a loser. So do you think that if you had not stayed that extra hour that you would come home a winner? I know 100% that is what happened because I had $300 and then an hour later I had $0. Not zero. I didn't play all the way down to zero, but close. So you're like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You just hung around too long. Hung around too long. Yep. And Supernatural, which is coming to an end. Oh my God, Supernatural. (laughs) I I don't, don't even get me started. I remember... Watching, you don't want to do that for this show at some point. An episode of that show, the first episode. I don't know if my son was born yet. Uh, yeah, no, he would have been. It's 15 episodes, 15 seasons, so it seemed like such a long time. I might have watched it when he was a kid or something, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. It was a long time ago. He was certainly four or five. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you know, but Survivor. But yeah, but Survivor's Law a new Order show every you. season. That's true, although and it isn't. Law and Order, <laughs> for the most part, changes casts all the time. Grey's so, Anatomy's just hit its 15th season. That's, that's crazy. Now, I do remember seeing that. I do remember watching that years ago and kind of dropping it because I really was more interested in the medical part than I was about their private lives. The, yeah, the that's fair. I like both sides. Because mm-hmm. it just, yeah. It's, and then after a while, I, um, it, yeah. I was unaware of the fact that it was still on until you let me know this. What, Grey's? Yeah, Grey's. Grey's Anatomy just became the longest-running medical drama on television. It beat ER. Okay, I would have thought it was St. Elsewhere, but I barely remember that. No, and I don't think St. Elsewhere, I don't know that they're counting it, but um, it was ER that they just broke the record, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and arguably, still good? Good again, maybe. It went through some time where it was not great all of the times, but the, I cried through the last episode, so it still works. Yeah. I cry a lot. Well, yeah, you were crying <laughs> watching a trailer today. I di- I was not. You uh, want no, me to have been, I, but I was not. I, I saw it. I cried during the movie, but I did not cry during well, the, the movie. Well, the movie that we saw today was harrowing. and We're going to talk about it later. Well, we'll talk about it later, <laughs> but it was, yes, you were either crying or hiding under your seat, or you had to do something, because it was very, very intense. Very tense. Okay. So. But let's not talk about the movie. Let's talk about the television show we just watched. Okay. It was and we called. we just watched our turnovers getting really quick. Well, when we watch it on a Sunday afternoon, we can record on a Sunday afternoon. Right, there we are. So. This episode was Colonial Day, episode Mm. 11, and the plot circles around uh, a gathering of the fleet and politics. It's the West Wing episode. The writers deemed this the West Wing episode. You know how much it's like the West Wing? It's not. Are there people walking through hallways and talking at the same time? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not even that. So let's start on Caprica. It was yeah. a bad day for Hilo. It's a bad it, day. Yeah, so are we going to get the whole, all that happened in Caprica? Yeah, okay. let's right, do it ahead. all at once. So there, Hilo is trying to hash out what's going on. Do you think they, that 
he and he hits on, do you think that they're messing with human DNA and those are Cylons? No, he's put this together because he's seen several uh, iterations he's of number six. He's seen two number sixes, one, one of which, of which right. died in his arms, basically, was which killed, I had forgotten. Yeah, it was killed by um, Boomer. Boomer. Sharon. Planet right. Boomer. Oh, no. You guys, there's more than one of those. So they're going to break into Delphi, and she's like, oh, yeah, that might be the thing, because he just is like, it's like, why would humans be helping the Cylons and twins? That doesn't make sense. Like, that is, like, and good for Hilo for going, yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's behaving kind of rationally now. Uh, Today was a, a good episode for him. Yes. For a couple of people, but a good episode for him because he seems to be putting things together and, and just sort of getting out of the desperate flight mentality that he's in. Right. And so he, uh, Sharon is like, whatever happens. And he's like, I know. And then they kissy kissy. And then they break into Delphi, which is this um, base, military base, mm-hmm. heavily guarded, heavily guarded. Heavily. Uh, and he is sneaking around and above. He's like up, up on a... Like a, like the like the roof of a the, thing. Yeah, it's it hard to tell. To be working along the ledge around the building. Too. Yeah, and he sees two sixes come out talking, talk, 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 which talk, means talk, twelve. And I and that is when I said, "What if another boomer shows up?" And then another, another boomer, boomer shows up, shot by his boomer. And then she's like, let's go. And he's like, fuck that. And he books it. He fucking just takes off running. Like, And you see this flash of very much like their previously ons of all of the, why are you so strong? Why are you not tired? Where is this energy coming from? And he's like, oh, no, Cylon. I'm running away. And then Planet Boomer is very sad and she's crying. Right. She says, I want you to come back, follow me. And he's like, fuck this noise and runs away because so he's smart. I liked the fact. It's the smartest thing anyone's ever done on this show. Uh, there's there's something really neat about watching somebody make a smart decision and act with it. Yes. Now, I don't know what his story is going to be like after this. No, he's pretty fucked. Right. Yeah, I feel bad for him. It was a, it was a rough day for Hilo. Right. It was a it was a real rough day. The last human being left on this planet. He's got to assume. Right. Yeah. So, and the lady, his lady love is a Cylon. Oh, no. Was he going to be like Baltar now? Oh, no. Toaster Frecker. Let's hope not. So, Speaking that's what Baltar. happened to Hilo. Right. And then, yeah, politics and how shitty it is. It's a little too close to home. So President Roslin is bringing a quorum of 12, which is basically like like a Senate. Right. They're delegates of each of the... Uh, each of the 12 colonies, mm-hmm. uh, of which none exist anymore. Right. And they're, they're also... They're the zodiac signs, mostly. For the most part, they're riffs on the right. zodiac there signs. There you go. That's a better way to put it. Because uh, the Aries or, one yeah. is, yeah, very, is is probably the furthest from, but there's Virgo and Scorpio and Gemini and Sagittarius. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're basically the, like a, like a weird Latinated uh-huh. version <laughs> of the, uh, the twelve. What's the word I'm looking for? The astronomical signs. Astronomical signs, yes. Yeah. Or astrological. Astrological, that's the one. All right. And she's doing, she's bringing this together at this place called Cloud Nine. It's the mm. most luxurious um, liner in the fleet, which was heavily damaged in the attacks, but has been fixed. That was probably a, a waste of resources, but okay. There's a a artificial sun so that's cool and they're gonna sort of come together to discuss all of these things that are problems rations Mm -hmm. uh security etc etc it's all the boring politics stuff but also uh she's doing it to appease, they said that they were going to definitely do 
elections. Right. Uh, in the timeline, there would have been an election in six months, so that's sort of the timeline that the president still has in our head. Uh, we see Zer- Tom Zarek, who we last saw in the episode... Bastille Day. Bastille Day. So he's a... He's a man of days. A former terrorist. Freedom fighter, depending on who you ask. Yes, he bombed some buildings but he now wants to be, is like the mouthpiece for the people. And Sagittarion right. has voted for him to be their delegate. So he's going to go in a suit and tie. He's Something no longer a prisoner. Sagittarion is an economically depressed. That's probably right. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he was on that prison transport ship as one of many prisoners who had. Worked like finished their sentences. Yeah. So he would, by their laws, he's not a prisoner anymore. He did what he, he you know, he served his time, right? So uh, there's, uh, there's also this ongoing thing with the uh, newscasters, well, which I like the element there. It's they're like pundits. A newscaster. There was. Who really was like the equivalent of someone like Sean Hannity. Yes. Who basically just talks out of his backside and really doesn't seem to care for facts or figures. Right. And then there was the uh, young black man who I'm not sure who his parallel would be. And then there's the young woman who just kept reminding me of Cynthia Nixon. She Uh, really did look like Cynthia Nixon. I was like, is that Cynthia Nixon or is that a, a clone of Cynthia Nixon? She really did look like her, but also... She's a terrible journalist. She's like the we'll us version of Cynthia Nixon. So she, these three are now on this radio program just mm-hmm. talking. Apparently, 24 hours a day, seven days a fucking week. Right. Like, this is CNN. what we get to listen to. It's not even CNN, though. No, 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 it's no, no. closer I mean, it's to a Fox. Hour, but it is a it's Fox a, It's a Fox or an MSNBC. It's definitely mm-hmm. leaning. Right. It's not... And and the dude in the that that leads them, which is the most partisan person, is like, I'm joined by the only two legitimate journalists right. left in the you know in the which galaxy or whatever. And I'm just like, made that part of the episode really prescient, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit rough. The notion that the only news outlets or the news outlets that are being listened to by people are people are quote unquote journalists who are obviously fabricating news. And creating yes. uh, distortions and fear to be able to operate. Yes, and the so the main guy whose name I never caught, he uh, he thinks Roslyn is a political lackey, mm-hmm. um, at, and that all of the quorum uh, delegates are also are her own lackeys. Yes. Now he has no evidence for this at all. No evidence for this, and half of them hadn't been named yet. Right, exactly. And she didn't have, like, they were being voted on by the citizens of those locations. Uh-huh. So I don't know. They're always going to be representatives of the people, even if they're not popular. They right. Still Because what we do know is that um, the terrorist got nominated, and he certainly yes. is the popular choice with everybody else. Right. Um, he, he also thinks that she's like a puppet of Wallace Gray, mm-hmm. who is a character we've never heard of yeah. until this episode. And then in this episode, he's like, important. Uh, so he's sort of like, maybe like her secretary of state? Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. That's the impression that I got. He's doing a lot of the detail work to make the ra- the rations and the medicine work and mm-hmm. get people to where they need to be for repairs and things like that. Like, right. he's doing a lot of the logistics work. Um, and his so his name's Wallace Gray. Uh, also going to be attending this quorum, the Caprica uh, delegation has voted for Guy's Baltar. Why? Because yeah, it's the only name they know. That's why. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be their representative. And he didn't, like, nobody ran. He didn't run. He is told this by Starbuck when she's like, "We're gonna our ships that you know our shuttle leaves at five twelve in the morning, which is a weird fucking takeoff time." And mm. she's like, "He's like, what do you mean our shuttle?" And she goes, "Haven't you been listening to the the radio?" And he's like, "Uh, I've got sixty years of work to do." Which again, why? <laughs> but yeah. uh, 
he's like, when would I have time to listen to the radio? And she's like, well, you've been nominated. Or, you, you know, you've been chosen the delegate for Caprica. And he's like, why? And she's like, I don't know. Your right. guess is She doesn't seem to care for him much. But I'm that. in charge of your security, so fucking be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 5-12 tomorrow. And his internal six is like, you might like politics full of groupies. Gross. So that's what I'm <sighs> still having problems with. It seems like his sole motivation is to get laid. Which and, is bananas because he can also always get laid at any time in his brain. Right. Which so why does he need to be having sex all I, of the? I don't he is that. the man mm-hmm. that I think science got that idea where they'd say uh, men think about sex every six seconds. Which, if that was true, you would be mentally ill and unable to do anything. It's not that is a weird fallacy. Yeah. And. But not apparently with Baltar, because that is apparently the only thing he thinks of. For one thing, I can't imagine anyone having as much sex as he wants to have. I, I, no. Which is I'm bizarre. I'm sorry, your like, dick don't work that good. Right. It's just yeah, It I'm, will I'm, stop at some point. You yeah. will become dehydrated and unable to work. And that's possibly why he can't get through all these samples. But, um, yeah, I just, to me, I really kind of, what I liked about this episode, is the, and we'll talk about that after, it was the first time it gave him any motivation other than getting laid. Yeah, and but I'm it like, starts with that, right. that is his motivation. His motivation is yeah. to have sex, which is just stupid, but yeah. go on. So there's some unrest uh, between Apollo and this big dude named Grimes. We see him at a number of th- uh, uh, an, at a number of locations sort of sticking up for Zarek, who's rightly, mm-hmm. presumably by family members of the people that were killed during his attacks, called a terrorist. Mm-hmm. And this guy is like, he's a freedom fighter. And then he gets up into somebody's face and Apollo's like, you're free to be here, but your freedom does not extend to putting hands on other people. Right. So keep your fucking hands to yourself and have a nice day. And then later in the bar, uh, Apollo's drinking and says, turn off um, the radio because Zarek is basically dissing Roslyn. Now, I have to say that you have, on some level, have to agree with some of what Zarek is saying. Yes, Zarek is... It's pointless to hold on, because everyone's still maintaining a system, and they don't even have home worlds anymore. Right. And they're not... They don't have any world. They're not not even really... The impression is they're not even getting paid to do the job that they are anymore. It's just No, but work needs to be done. Right. So... So he's only giving you enough truth, like most people like this. Yeah. Is giving you enough truth to appeal to you, but not at the same time presenting any kind of solution. He's just like, oh, we just have to tear the system down, which right. again is something that we hear a lot in politics right. now. But there has to be a system. Right. So what have is something your in place version? to do this? Mm-hmm. But yeah, his And whole, he's right. Like, their economy's uh, broken. Money is worthless. Right. Because this is what we have. You have to, at that point, kind of become a communist society or a yeah. socialist society because. This is it. This mm-hmm. is all. Nobody can just go over there and live right. a different way. This is it. <laughs> right. Well, socialist society more than communist. I yes, mean, that's kind socialist. Of that's system. why I, I addressed it myself. But, um, but yeah, it's he has the point that he's making, which is our way of life is completely destroyed. We're not going to be farmers anymore. We're not going to be... Prof- that system, which is very much like ours, doesn't work because we're not in those conditions. We're in a no. bunch of ships flying into space, God right. knows where. Right. And we're running out of resources. Right. But it's only enough truth so that he can convince people who are not thinking it through. And right. that's when uh, when um, Apollo gets into the fight with Mushy yeah. Face. So he's like, turn it off. And then Grimes is there and says, I want to listen to it. This guy wants to listen to it. Hey, do you want to listen to it? And that guy says, I don't really care one way or the other. And he goes, I'll take that as a yes. Turn it which, back on. Which is exactly the kind of thing that you get from like, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's a thug and a bully. Right. Uh, and... Then he, like, Apollo goes to take a drink, mm-hmm. and this man puts his hand on Apollo's beverage right. that is, like, right by his face. I'm like, why are you touching any part of him right now? That's not appropriate. Hey, everyone, don't touch other people, unless they ask you to. Uh, and then they get in a fight. He says, I don't want any trouble, and then he hits him with a bottle. He wanted trouble. And then there's a fight, and then Starbuck is like, what the fuck? Because she's over trying to have herself a beverage. 
And now she's got a fucking fight with her cane. So right. she's fighting one person. Um, and Apollo's fighting Grimes. And then a third person is trying to get up and leave with his briefcase. But it falls on the ground. And what's in there? A gun. And, oh, is, and yes. then Starbucks like, a gun. <laughs> and Apollo's being choked out. So a, uh, Starbuck takes out the dude she's fighting kicks the bottle to Apollo so he can not right. be choked out and then tackles the dude with the gun. And, and this then, is all with her limp. Yeah. All, yes, yeah. all wounded. Cause, and you could, the look on her face is so good. Like, I was just, like, three minutes ago enjoying a nice beverage. Right. What the fuck is going on? And she gets the gun away from him. They get him into interrogation, and Starbucks, the interrogator, comes back because this is apparently like her new deal. So the, he's got a ceramic gun, uh, a suitcase with a false, a false bottom, bottom um, to smuggle this this weapon in, which we saw in flashes at the beginning, like right. it being put into the suitcase, but we didn't see, or the briefcase, but we didn't see who was doing it. So we didn't know. We yeah. knew that there was a assassin, maybe, but we don't know for who, yeah, whose side because who it, they're it trying to assassinate. Because everyone is there, to get rid of right? Who's you know has a lot of enemies, right? And so they think he might have ties to Zarek. They go back in at one point to question him. I think right after Zarek says, "I'm looking for my friend Valens." Mm-hmm. And that's who this person is. His name is Valance. And he has blood out from cuts on his wrists. It now, looks like a suicide. What we should uh, bring to the audience's attention here is that just moments before, Apollo let Zarek know, which was a big mistake. Oh, um, Valance, we've we got, got Valance. Valance and we're going to get you next. That's right. And so now um, Zarek has made a tentative connection with Mrs. XO. Yes, Ellen. Ellen. Um, I still don't like her. I, I don't like her enough to where it's almost not worth mentioning her. However, she does por- perform an important task because we don't know we don't know what her motivation was or even why bringing her back, but now it seems like she's trying to get Adama out and get her husband placed in a position of authority. Uh, yes, she wants to work with Zarek, either making Ty the... Uh, like his vice president, mm-hmm. um, if he runs for president in the six months th- coming up, right. or possibly as, uh, yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. I to was bounce Adama, that, because, right. uh, but Ty does not like Zarek any more than Adama does. No, but. Um, and then Rosalind mm-hmm. is, they're like, oh, it looks like a suicide. And Rosalind is like, nah, Zarek had him killed. Like, yeah. for sure. That is what happened. Uh, but we don't know. They're, and they said, well, how did they? How did somebody get in? There's mm. vents. There's always there's vents, vents. As you could ask Bruce Willis. Yes. There's always vents. Always. That's sort of the, the assassination plot. Uh-huh. And then there's the politics side of it. So Zarek, uh, look, there's this, this agenda that Rosalind's going over in the quorum. And... Zarek brings up at the end, he's like, all of this is is important, but what I think is most important isn't even on here, and that's voting for a vice president. Um, If something happened to the president, there is no line of succession, right? She was so far down the line of succession and the only person left in the cabinet Mm -hmm. that there is no second in command. Uh, And uh, Gaius seconds his petition for a Vice president. Yeah, he's moved by this by by six is like because right. he's like asleep. And I love. Well, he's also looking at trying to. Uh, he's asleep, and then six is like, "Hey, you're missing something. That journalist isn't wearing yeah. any panties." And he's like, "What?" Right. <laughs> because he's twelve. I loved the exchange in this scene when Baltar seconds the idea of getting a vice so president. Stupid. Because the look on her face when she looks at him is like, what, really, really, you're doing this right now? Right, well, because also it's very clear that, because he's like, I second the motion. It's clear he doesn't know what the motion is. He's like, for all of the reasons that everyone here understands are very important, like that kind of bullshit, (laughs) where I'm just like, oh, no, you were definitely drooling. 
moments right. ago. Uh, oh, and so that's seconded. And mm. then... She's not getting a hand job again. Virgo? I think it's Virgo. Uh, nominates... Yeah, I know. It's not quite Virgo, but it's Virgo. Nominates Zarek. Mm-hmm. Because Zarek did some, like, sent over a repair crew while he was waiting for the president to even return his phone call. I'm like, well, you back-channeled to an independent contractor that had time. Of course that, like, (laughs) of course that went faster. Yeah. Um, And so Zarek has been building up these ties, right, in the back. He's uh, strengthening his sort of name. Joe the Plumber kind of. Business, yep. Yeah. yep, yep, yep. And then I think Gemini seconds it. And mm-hmm. so he is the only nominee at the moment. Uh, she's like, okay, well, 72 hours for other nominees, and then we'll vote. Right. Uh, and then, and she's like, he can't be, he can't be my vice president. Like, first of all, we think that he had an assassin here to take me out. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely not putting him in second. Yeah. Because then he's just going to wait three minutes and then have me killed. Like, that's, Which no. <laughs> was his plot. I, and then we get introduced to Mr. Gray again, right? Yes. So uh-huh. she's like, Gray, Wallace Gray, you should run. You're the one who's doing the legwork, a lot of the work, the logistics stuff. Uh, you've got good ideas. He doesn't want to run, but she talks him up and he's like, okay, I will do that. And I'm honored and this, that, and the other. And then there's... Um, um, Baltar is fucking the journalist, right. and so in a bathroom. In a, well, before we before right. that we though, that. we know that she's interested in him, and she's giving him time on the radio. And mm-hmm. during that time, he's like, "You all like this maligning the president is mm-hmm. dumb." She was just like. School teachers are... Not there. That was the first smart thing that's yeah. come out of his mouth. School teachers are who we rely on. We've all had school teachers who have changed our, the course of our lives, or like a lot of us have. Mm-hmm. And leaders can come from anywhere. Their history is populated with names uh, of people who were nobody one minute, and, and then... They were thrust into positions of power. So, and and he's very articulate in his speaking. I don't know if he's (laughs) he was used to being in the limelight before. So maybe he just sort of slides this mask on. The first time that we see him, he's getting Mm -hmm. a celebrity interview. Yeah. So we're introduced to him as a celebrity. As a celebrity, yeah. So Rosalind hears this and is like, Zarek. Is not like Zarek will beat Gray, mm-hmm. but I think Baltar would probably win these, right. the uh, uh, up against Zarek. Uh, so he's she's like, I'm gonna have an announcement to make, but I have two like equally repellent things I have to do first, and the first is to go to Gray and be like, Thanks, remember all that stuff I right. said. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, he's really resentful of the fact he that... He is. He's like... Uh-huh. I mean, come on. It, you couldn't have figured this out an hour and a half right. ago and not made me feel like I was going to well, be... Well, also, she's asking him to bow out yes. of his own accord, so he just sort of looks like he's indecisive yes. or stupid or whatever, and, yeah. and there's no... It doesn't fall it's back not a, it, Yeah, but it's not a good... It's not... Nothing she could... Like, that's what she needs to have happen. Right. And then he she goes to find Baltar in a bathroom, and... Mm-hmm. He comes out and he's washing his hands and she's like, would you run? And he's like, yes. And then she leaves. And then, of course, the fucking reporter comes out. This is a public restroom. Right. And looks like a public full of stalls. And there's they are on a thing called Cloud Nine, the most luxurious part of the fleet. And this is where they decide to bone down. Like, okay. This is that can't be good, right? Why, why are people having sex with guys, Baltar? Anyway, so he's going to run for vice president, and then there's a vote. We see Baltar, Zarek, Baltar, Zarek. It's very much like Survivor, and then it's six five with 
They draw a stone. It's it's six five. Make fire. Valtar's in the lead. Uh-huh. So if that last one had come out to be whoever it was for six, I think it might have been Baltar six. Mm-hmm. Zarek five. If it had been Zarek's name, uh-huh. she would have broken the tie. Yeah. If it had been Baltar's name, she would have been able to be out of it. We don't know what happens. We just know that it was six five, and she would be able to break a tie, and then it's. I present my vice president, Guy's Baltar. Right. So, however, he got it. He got it. He got it. So, he's the vice president now, even though he's got 60 years of work to do. So, I guess maybe now somebody else has to figure out how to use this machine. Maybe he'll hire his staff finally. I hope he's fixed the machine so he, it's not giving act- accurate results. That, what is he going to do? That's such a, yeah. It's such a really tortured kind of hot device. <sighs> so problematic. Zarek, you know, warns Rosalind, you know, I'll see you again in six months in the election. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sure you will. <laughs> like, that is not a surprise. And then she says, and then he says, you should know I didn't kill Valance, so I wonder who did. And well, I'm like, well, do I believe you? I don't know that I believe him, and also... There's people he... saying things to Rosalind in hushed tones. I trust no one. Well, everyone who lies to her whispers in hushed tones. But... Or tells the truth. We don't know. We don't know. Is Adama a Cylon? I don't think Adama's a Cylon. And like you said, we don't know which Adama he's, he's talking about. That's true. Oh, man, Apollo almost got choked out. Didn't get to use those guns. Oh, there's a nice scene at the end. There, there's a dance, and... Starbuck has cleaned up nicely after Apollo is giving her yeah, shit she's about. Girl clothes. He's like, "You should wash your uniform," and she goes, "I did wash it." He's like, "What, like a month ago?" And she's like, "I clean up nice," and he goes, "Well, let me know when that happens." <laughs> and then, of course, she is cleaned up nice for this ball. She's wearing a dress. She looks very beautiful. I'm pretty sure she has a black eye because <laughs> of that fight. Uh, and so she and and Lee dance, which is nice. And then. Um, Adama asks the president to dance. It's very cute. And yeah. then later we see Starbuck dancing with Baltar, and I'm like, why are you touching him? Well, he's the vice president now. She thinks he's I, a gross weirdo. I like the idea that the president only nominated him because she... As there was the, Adama, that was the most the overtly political right. thing that she's done this entire series. Right. She's not a politician, as we know. Mm. She's a school teacher who ascended We're to... We're never allowed to forget that she was a yeah, school no, teacher. Yeah, no, I know. But who ascended to the, the Secretary of Education, which, mm. hey, guys, that's a really good thing for the Secretary of Education to have been at one point. Right. Uh, as opposed to the Secretary of Education, well, never Today. mind. Today. Yes. Who's a disaster of a human being. Um... But also, yeah, all of this derisive thing about how she's just a school teacher. I'm like, but that is, these people raise your kids. This is exactly the kind of rhetoric that we get when we're watching a news, a not real news. Um, uh, yeah, punditry. Venue, yeah. Right? Like Fox, you get this sort of ridiculous, oh, well, she's just this or just that. And yeah. We get that recently with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, you know, where... They ignore all of her yeah. accomplishments. Raise yourself up by your bootstraps. Stress, Not like that. <laughs> right, but stress that she's a bartender and we're ignoring yeah. everything else. No, she doesn't have a degree or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, so, I'm like, Trump was just a grifter, so I don't know what... Right. I'm, I'm like, not, that was something that I remember <laughs> during the election. Your categories are fucked up. I was, I was at work that morning at Uhuru, and... Um, I just mentioned to them, you know, everyone in this room is more qualified to be president of the United States. Yeah. Everyone who's in the room. And at the, so, yeah, I don't understand that whole notion that yeah. there are people who are not qualified. Because we've run something. Right. You've, you've run your household. Yeah. He's never even done no, that. But also, we've all had jobs. Yeah. Which is something that he's I know had. what it's like to buy groceries without right. ID. I've had to make a budget. <laughs> I've had to balance a checkbook. I've had to do all the things that would in some way, shape, or form impact my ability to do a job where I have to do other things. I've managed, uh, I've been on the board of directors. Yep. I've been a manager twice, three times now. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I've actually, I could qualify, right? Yeah, this, this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, but so how did you like the episode? Who did you uh, felt won? When? Who do I think won? Won. Mm-hmm. Maybe the president? 
She made some good moves today. Right. She's definitely still going to die. Well, as far as we know. Also, Unless Apollo looked real good. I think Hilo lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Hilo what I got. had guess. a really bad day. Really, Hilo had a terrible, terrible, no good, very bad day. Right. <laughs> I feel Hilo bad dead. for him. Um, and I, so think, I think the Zodiac's ladies... The ladies did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think President Roslin and Starbuck did uh, um, did very well. In That's what episode. I would say. I would say Starbuck because she, despite the fact that she was handicapped at the time, fought off her attacker, um, helped Apollo fight off his attacker, tackled and, the guy and took his gun, all within a couple of minutes. Yes. And she had to do everything. And I'm wondering, like, how is Apollo going to get along without? And she looked stunning in her dress. She did look very I think beautiful that she, at the she end. Just. Um, yeah, she got to... to uh, Cleaned up nice. To show off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and Apollo is like uh, sort of dumbfounded in a, yeah. like a really cute way. He goes, oh, your knee is looking better. Your other knee looks pretty good, too. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, well, she's got no game. <laughs> the romantic thing got played into an earlier scene, too, uh, where they're ch- she's chasing him with the water hose. Oh, yeah. Um and so we know that this is something that was picked up and then sort of not necessarily dropped for their characters. Yeah, they've but, got this. Well, because she was in love with his brother, right? right? So now there's this whole, mm, the brother of my dead fiancé is my boyfriend? No, we don't like that. <laughs> like, mm, no, that doesn't work well. But I'm pretty sure Zach is going to be fine with whatever, and if they're both happy, right. seems reasonable. He's like real dead. He's he's real dead. Uh, and what would you give this? I I would give this episode um, a B plus or an A minus. And the reason I would is that we're seeing okay, Beltar finally got something other than um, sex as a motivation for his character. Yeah, I mean, it felt like for so a long gross. time we were just floundering with Ooh. this. We were floundering with. Um, what his character was up to. Then we made him a religious fanatic for no reason. That didn't stick. And and so it's like now we actually have something for him to do, so it's not like he's just doing these asides and, you know... I wouldn't say he was ever a religious sex. fanatic. He no, would the last episode ended state. with him taking a crucifix pose and saying he was the tool of God or the hand of God. Yeah, but so, I don't think he's a... F- I still don't think... I, that, I still think that that's just narcissism. I don't actually think that that has much to do with religion. <laughs> Well, I know. I think that it has to do with a failure on the writer's part to really give him anything to do. Yeah, no, that's right. And so they just a, his whole situation is a mess. That episode was let's try on this and see if it yeah. works. Let's try on that, and they're like, now, okay, we can give him something to do. Yeah, my problem with him yeah. is that if if he is as intellectually superior as he is intended to be. Mm-hmm. He would make none of the decisions that he has made. Right. And I don't understand what we're doing. So, um, yeah, he's very problematic to me still. But I think this is an A minus episode. Even yeah. though it was nothing like West Wing, I do like politics stuff. I do like I've never seen West Wing, so I don't know that it isn't like West Wing. <gasps> That's sad. I have never seen the West Wing. I um part of the issue, as I told you, was the Martin Sheen thing. I thought that was the thing that your mom had. A mom problem had, with. but then I. Just, you just couldn't do it in the same house as her. Well, no, no it's just that it was never on. Oh, let's, night, so okay. What is the Martin Sheen thing? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should think that. <laughs> like we're talking so into Sheen, microphones. Uh, when they were, uh, when they were starting him and Bruce Dern, they often played a lot of villains. Martin Sheen made a very convincing pedophile chasing after Jodie Foster and the little girl who lived down the lane. Followed or before Spoiler that, alert. Right. Was, well, no, that, that's the character. They even call him the pervert. Uh, is playing a hopped up uh, villain who holds a, a train hostage, a subway train in the incident. And there's a half a dozen parts where he was always playing nasty, horrible rapists. So and your murders. mom was like, "I don't right. like that dude, and I don't want to watch like, him." She's like, "Well, that guy, the rapist," and so it never, <laughs> you know, that stigma never left him uh, for her. I I got to see him later on. It was a funny I, a coworker I had, who when she actually found a DVD of the little girl who lived down the lane and had only seen him on the West Wing was horrified, like, "Oh my God, he's disgusting!" It's like that's. All I remember him being disgusting, you know. Mm. 
It's kind of like Meg Ryan for people who are old enough to remember. She was that tardy young thing that was in. Which is crazy to me because I guess in the cut was a return to form for her, but it's the first time I ever saw that for her. And I was like, this is cool. But then people were like, oh no, that was what she was when she was started. And I'm like, no, 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 that's America's sweetheart. Get her name out of your mouth. (laughs) If you're watching DOA, she's the college student who likes seducing her teachers. Or the Presidio, where she seduces Mark Harmon on the hood of his car. Like, it, she was just always a slightly trampy kind of character. And, yeah, how she became America's sweetheart, I didn't know. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> that's By loving Tom Hanks and being loved by Tom Hanks. <laughs> I guess so. That's Tom Hanks how. really changed her career. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, funny in and of itself. But uh, The redeeming uh, power of Tom Hanks. <laughs> he's a very powerful man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I A-minus this one. Yeah, so that was a good episode. Next week is the season finale. <gasps> but it's in two parts. So are we going to watch both parts together, or are we going to... Is it in two parts? I didn't realize it was yeah, in two parts. It's in two parts. It's in two parts so Kobold's we... Last Gleaming. What right. a terrible title. Yeah, the titles of these episodes are meant to be puns, two or they're episodes. meant to be funny, and they're not at all. Part one, part two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I'm wondering if there's going to be too much plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To put into one episode, or if we should just do it together because there'll be Let's a story. Let's watch the first episode, and, and if it turns out it. it's only f- like three minutes of plot mm-hmm. discussion, we'll watch the whole thing. Right. Okay. That's, we'll that's, let you guys know on our Facebook page what we decided to do. But here's a bigger question mm-hmm. Are we going to keep watching Battlestar Black? I don't know. What do you feel? I would like to watch it. It's mm-hmm. not very long, right? How many more seasons are there to it? There are four seasons, and then there are um, movies. Okay. And you wa- there is a there's like a a guide, a watching guide of mm-hmm. when to watch what, and so we would probably find one of those and watch it in the order that is prescribed. Right. Eighteen episodes in season two, twenty episodes in season three, uh-huh. and. Uh, season four is longer. Uh, there are 75 episodes of the show total. Yeah, I don't know. We can talk about so, that later because I'm just wondering about the commitment of time to, to watching the whole thing. But, yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to let everybody know what we're going to do. Okay, if you Would watch you be it, willing to watch season two? And then yeah, see where we're at, or two. do you want to? I'd rather because it's just like, uh, like I said, if it keeps making boneheaded decisions about the characters and they're doing dumb things. It's I'm, or do you want to watch the season finale and say, I don't really care what happens next? Or, there we go. That's a good one. Okay, so we'll decide <laughs> next week right. on many things: how many episodes we're going to do next week, and what our next. If if this is the end of season four, right. or if we're going to, um. Watch more Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that'll be good because I just there are times like we could also up the we could watch two at a time. That's another thing we could do, and that would make it go faster. So uh, Mm. yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Twice Mm. as fast. (laughs) You did it. I didn't Mm. do it. I'm gonna keep growing now. Or we could watch two at a time. Record two episodes at a time. Uh huh. And well, then let's see the episode you know. first. Okay. So, what did you did you have anything that you wanted to recommend this week? I'm going to steal our movie from today. Okay. So we watched a movie today in the theaters, and you may not even know that this movie is in you theaters. Probably don't. Because I only saw one trailer for it, and we go to the movies all the time. I've never seen a trailer for it until you, you were told in me the to. Bathroom, I think. When yes, this, I was, or I was getting yeah. popcorn, maybe. Uh, so we went to see Hotel Mumbai today. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a movie about the attacks on the city of Mumbai, um, specifically the Taj Hotel, but uh, various points throughout Mumbai in uh, 2008. So it's based on a true story. Right. Terrorist attacks uh, per- performed, carried out by 10 young men. Radicalized young Muslim men. Yes. Pa- pa- Pakistani. Pakistani, yes. Yes. So, 
It's a very intense movie. We weren't sure exactly what to expect going in. I didn't know how long it was going to be. It was a little bit longer than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well acted. It's very well shot. It's sort of what uh, movies like United 93 mm-hmm. and uh, things like that should aspire to be. Right. Um, it's got Dev Patel in it, and I love him very much. <laughs> I do. I really, really like him. I want him to be in more things. It's also um, Army Hammer. Army Jason Hammer is Isaacs. in it, and Jason, and Jason Isaacs in it is right. is in it. Uh, he's playing a real dick. Now, for <laughs> those of you who don't know, I am a big fan of the James Bond franchise. So I honestly feel if you have read Ian Fleming's books, Jason Isaacs was the only contemporary actor to play James Bond. And he kind of gets to do a part with lots of running, jumping, and You think stuff. that he most closely maxes... He physically resembles the character, yes. Okay. And I think he could pull the part off. I think, as you mentioned, he's too old to do a franchise right now. But I would have chosen him over uh, Daniel Craig, who physically is not the part. Which is a little bit bananas to me, because mm-hmm. they look almost identical to me. Right. Those two men look very similar. So... <laughs> like I I don't I don't know yeah like if anything I think that you could cast Jason Isaacs in you could cast Daniel Craig in I think they they are very similar looking to me uh, Jason Isaacs too busy doing Harry Potter things to do <laughs> to do double oh seven things and I don't know that his contract would have allowed him to do something so violent while starring Doing in the Harry Potter that's movies. An interesting question. I, I mean I don't know. know. I don't know what the yeah. what the rules for them uh, are. Um it also stars a person that I like very much whose name I don't wanna fuck up but I probably will. Um, named Anupam Kerr. Mm-hmm. He is in a lot of things. He plays a doctor, like a lot. <laughs> he is in New Amsterdam, which is a show that I actually very much enjoy currently. Um, so I see him weekly on the television. Uh, and then Zahara is played by a woman named Nazanin Bonaidi. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I I'm apologize. But she's been on a bunch of stuff, including a couple of seasons of Homeland, mm-hmm. uh, and she was in Scandal for a little bit. Uh, and she's a very beautiful woman who was very good in this movie. Now, it, you don't want to give anything away when you're describing this film, because you want to sort of... I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, no. And so, I said, I want to see this movie, and you were like, okay. Yeah, so there was a, a great deal of suspense as to what happened, and... The sad part is for such a major attack, I really didn't know much about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it was horrible. But the film is really violent and very intense. There's not a lot of flinching going on with no. depicting the violence that is directed in this film. Um, it is about radicalized Pakistani terrorists. It plays very even, though, with their representation. Yeah, it's not them... They are villains, uh-huh. but they aren't. Oh, they are very much the so. villains. But the the way that they are, and I don't want to give anything away, but it makes it very clear that the people really responsible for the attack aren't these ten dumb kids who've been convinced and lied to. Yeah. Um, and so that makes it uh, a, a that that makes it a very even-handed presentation. But what I liked was watching the heroism of the people in the hotel. Yeah. And the decisions they make. Um, I remember reading a story about an Afghan um, prince who there was a hunt from another uh, hunters from another clan who chased a boar into his tents, and he, under the rules of hospitality as he understood them, was responsible for this boar now. And his men fought the invader, the invading uh, hunters, to a standstill to protect this boar. And so the rules of hospitality are very, very, very clear in this part of the world. And so it seems like that. Their notion that their guests are, it's a sacred honor to protect their guests, no matter how irresponsible those guests are being at times. Yes. And they have a a motto at the hotel that guest is God. Right. And so what you see is a lot of people. And it's which Which is, Mm. I mean, there is a point where they're setting up to send 
a waiter up to Jason Isaac's character's room uh-huh. because he's going to have a private party. He has ordered some women uh-huh. uh, who will be there. <laughs> that is what happened. Yeah, I know, he that ordered scene, them. That scene is very... <laughs> it's like, wow. And um, somebody said... And he's playing a Russian character. And somebody uh-huh. says, this woman can speak Russian. And our head chef, who is um, who is the actor that I mentioned before... Uh, Anupam Kerr's uh, character, uh, of which this is his 501st film, so shut the front door. Anyways, Indian actors, they can be in a lot of things in India. They are, they're like China, I think they are constantly making movies. Um, But he says, no, no female staff. We can't let that happen again. Which means that this man has definitely done some shit to their staff and still is a guest in the hotel. So there's a good and a bad to guest is God. Right. <laughs> as your as your motto. Which I thought was a really interesting thing because you could see sometimes that shit backfires. Right. Because some of these people are garbage. This is a very high class hotel. Like if I walked into this hotel they'd be like, I'm sorry. But you are clearly in the wrong place. Well, they do it super politely, but they'd be like, mm, "They're maintaining the no temperature way. of bath water and sprinkling flowers in it. They're yes. doing all sorts of ridiculous. They go to great lengths." But these are for returning guests uh-huh. who have a specific. Although I don't even think that that fan like she was like, I think she was a little bit like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. <laughs> That's very sweet, but good lord. Uh, so. But it's it's very good. It's a very good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I also think it might be one of the strongest um, pieces of propaganda for um, gun control. Because these ten young men with very little training, Mm -hmm. with... AK-47s. Yeah, they're very well armed. Grenades. Grenades. And guns. Take over, and the the police are unable to do anything about it. Like, Mm -hmm. they wreak havoc because of the firepower that they have. Uh, When you say propaganda, it's it's, not like it's beaten over the head. No, it it doesn't feel like that was even an intentional thing, but as I'm watching it, I'm just like, these people who are perpetrating these crimes... Uh Are only able to do it because of the firepower that they right. have at their hand, at their fingertips. It's not; they're not criminal masterminds. They're not no. military strategists. They're not. They're they're kids. They're half-trained children with a, a belief that what they're doing is right because they're being they've been radicalized by uh, the real villain of this movie, who, in an interesting note, is never seen like he's heard. And you hear the kind of bile that he's pumping into these kids. Yes. And so you get a real sense of who's responsible. It's not the person even holding the trigger as much as it is the person who's poisoned their mind. But um, but anyhow, yes, I agree with you. It was an amazing film. It's very intense. I don't recommend it for anyone. It's it's a rated R, and it should be. It's a hard R. <laughs> yeah. It's unflinching. You get to you get to see. You see things that you you know you're not going to be able to unsee, but it's never gratuitous. I feel. No. There's a point the filmmakers are trying to make um, about humanity and people's humanity in the face mm-hmm. of disasters and terrors, and so yeah, yeah. Would... And it is it is what what I think that those mm-hmm. United ninety three movies and those movies that right. are based on horrible things should aspire to be. The, right. the The film is a good film. I think it's a good representation of the people who live through these things. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, without having them star in it, which is fine because actors are better right. at this. And I think that the, the also I don't think if I ever went through this once I'd want to do this shit do again. It again. I don't and want to sit there while squibs are going off going I've had Yeah, it's unclear to me but I actually think you know. that they did a lot of the filming at the actual hotel. I think some of it because there was interiors that were done in Australia and I wonder if it was you know the actual hotel was or they just don't want any part of it. The exterior certainly is, yes. I think. Cuz it's a um, very uh like it doesn't look like another building. It's yeah. it's distinctive. distinctive. Yeah. Yes. So that is my hotel mm. Mumbai. 
That is my recommendation. I'm sure it will be streaming in less right. than a month. So. Which is, uh, yeah, it should get more attention because it is an amazing yeah. film. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Do you have anything to recommend? Or are you um, going to just yes. piggyback on Actually, mine? I do. No, I do. I really <laughs> appreciate this movie, but since we've had a week of good movies, uh, the other film I would recommend is Us. Oh, I forgot that we saw that this week. Right. Oh, I um, remember I preemptively told right, people to see it people. last week. That's okay, right. So I'm like, didn't we already talk about that? I don't want to no. go into any spoilers no. about the film. Although, the don't watch the trailer. There well, are spoilers in it. <laughs> there are spoilers in it, and, that, and that's kind of the problem is when a spoiler introduces you to a scene, then you're watch, waiting for that scene that to happen. That scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this film has a lot to say. I've seen it twice now. There's a lot to say, and it's saying it in a... Again, it's another film that might be too violent for some audiences. Um, there's some really amazing performances. Mostly, uh, and I liked... Uh, what's his name? Whose name just escaped me. Winston um, Duke. Winston Duke, but Lupita Nyong'o oh, and... so good. Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Who doesn't have a long part in the film, but her part is really, she just runs with it. You know, it's a really good film about everything, really. It's it's about. It's about a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Also, though, you could watch it on a very surface level. Uh, You could. And it's as a horror film. As a horror film, it's fine. It's really. (laughs) It's good. It's it's scary. It hits all of its marks. It's scary. It doesn't rely on jump scares to get to you, it relies on moments. Where something really unexpected happens, but it's it's um, it earns that it earns the scares. Honestly, it's you know I remember watching The Nun with you or something, and it every couple of minutes oh. something drops in frame and and like oh god yeah right, I'm like uh, you can't again. jump scare me now I'm right. done with it I'm, I'm tired of jumping I'm exhausted but this film comes by all of its scares um, there's I mean. <sighs> There's a whole extended home invasion scene that's amazing. And that's in the trailer, so that's not giving anything away. Yeah. What I would say is I think that Jordan Peele's work so far, his movies mm. so far, benefit from theater going. Yeah, they do. It Getting the response of people around you is beneficial to mm. the films, I think. I, that's what I would say. I don't know that you necessarily... I mean, Go see Hotel Mumbai if it's playing mm-hmm. at a theater near you. Um, it might be really intense for some people in the theater, though. It, yes, that's the, true. It, you're hearing bullets going but off. But I also you, don't so. think it's necessary to see in a theater, right. uh, specifically for audience reaction. But I think Jordan Jordan Peele's movies benefit from audience reaction mm-hmm. and from um, the sort of being part of a group right. seeing this. I, I do. I think they both do. So I was glad that I saw Get Out in theaters. I was glad that I saw Us in theaters and whatever he has coming out next. You know, mm-hmm. other than the stuff that he's making me watch in my own house. Right. <laughs> um, then uh, I think it's it's important to see them in the theaters. Plus, give your money to casts that aren't white. Well, the... Both liked, of these films populated by people who aren't white. And I almost great. wish we could do an episode maybe two months from now or something on that I film. I mean, we will, hopefully. Because there's something, there's qualities about that film that... Which one? Um, uh, get Out. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Excuse me, not Get Out. Um, Us. Us, okay. Where there's just a lot of stuff. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's a whole discussion about how really you could see that Get Out was about race and this one's more about class. Yep. And the aspirations towards the middle class. And even though that makes it sound boring, it isn't because it's put in... No, but that's like also what Hotel Mumbai is about. Right. I mean, it's it's not a boring topic because it is mm-hmm. top of mind anytime you turn on the news today. Right. So... Well, and that's what's interesting. Hotel Mumbai, the message given to the young terrorists is the same that's being given to people nowadays, which is you've been deprived, this has been taken away from you, you have to take it back by force. And it's, I, I find it interesting that that same message is the message for disenfranchised people who go out and commit acts of violence all over the world. It's the same message. Yeah. 
Um, it's their fault that or, you don't have things. Right, so you have to go They've there. They've taken them from right, you. Right, exactly. And the people who tell you those things are the people who will never be touched by it. Nope. And we'll just... Could you guys wipe each other out so that we can just continue to have all the yeah. things? So, both films are very good. Both of them have a lot to say. <laughs> okay, is that... That's it we for do me. It? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, thank you for listening. Next week, either one or two episodes of Koval's Last Gleaming. That's a rough title, y'all. You can, if you have questions, concerns, or comments, or if you want to let us know whether we should keep watching Battlestar, email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com or tweet at us at latecomerspod on Twitter. Or you could tell us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Mm. Come find us. Tell us what to do. We will probably listen to you. So make your voices heard uh, via typing. And I think that's everything for now. We love you very much. Take your medicine. And remember, better better late than never. never. Take your medicine going to be my new fucking catchphrase. That should be it.